Welcome to NextCast, a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. I'm Nathan Whitlock, a professor at Humber College and an editor-at-large at Humber Press. On NextCast, we talk to some of the faculty and staff who are leading innovation at Humber, both inside and outside the classroom. In this episode, we speak to Ray Reese, a professor in the Faculty of Social and Community Services about turning teaching challenges into opportunities for learning. Welcome to NextCast, Ray. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Um, before we get talking about this this issue of like learning from teaching mistakes, teaching challenges, I'll call them challenges, not mistakes for now. Yeah. Um, I want you to just sort of let us know what you do here at Humber. What's, what's your role here? Sure. So I am a professor in the Faculty of Social and Community Services. I teach courses on the introduction to the Canadian criminal justice system, a course on community ethics, and a course called Institutional Correctional Practices, which essentially is a course that teaches students about kind of the inner workings around jails and prisons in Canada. And if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you won an award recently for research? I did, thank you. So, um, and I'm very proud of the work that I was able to complete. So this was an award, it was the Humber Research Excellence Award in 2018, and it was connected to a research project I did with incarcerated women at the Vanier Correctional Center for Women. And the research project specifically was doing an evaluation of um, the horticulture technician pre-apprenticeship program. It's a very long title. Wow, that's it. A, that is a mouthful. It is a very long title. It is a unique program that um, women who are incarcerated at the jail get screened into and faculty from Humber go up there to teach. And it is a program that works um, with the Elizabeth Fry, the Elizabeth Fry Society of Peel Halton Region, uh, the community Workforce and Development Office. I think that acronym acted uh-huh. right here at Humber. Um, and women have the opportunity to get their level one apprenticeship certificate in, in landscape and horticulture. So it's great. It's a good program that can help build skills. It's a college-based program. And so um, I, inval- I evaluated that program, and I think it was really... Uh, it was really great learning experience because I got to interview women who were inside, uh, which I've worked with women inside for many years in some capacity. And I really got to talk about skills-based training and how mm-hmm. important, it's so incredibly important that folks who are doing time um, are given tangible skills that they can use when they exit the system. So the research really was just an evaluation of that program, interviewing women who were in the program who were incarcerated, um, interviewing folks who are associated with the program in the jail and folks who support women upon their release. And I'm really happy that I was able to have a Humber student as my research assistant. So that was a great learning and a great leadership opportunity for me to take a student inside and just another way of teaching that's outside of the classroom that I think is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sounds like a whole learning circle. Yeah, like every really part was. of that was sort of yeah. a, about learning. It was learning, hard but... sometimes too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it was, it was challenging. And I think part of those challenges are learnings, of course, pedagogically. And so, yeah, I, I'm really, it was an honor to get that award. And I mm-hmm. truly, really, truly share with the women that were so gracious in um, allowing us to come in and share time with them inside of the institution. Mm-hmm. Well, I would actually love to do a whole podcast episode about that as yeah. well. But for now, um, we're, we're going to talk about a different kind of learning experience. Okay. Um, you recently participated in a workshop through your through your faculty um, about learning from teaching challenges. I was wondering if you tell us a little bit about that event, how it worked. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that event was hosted by our teaching and learning group here at Humber and a number of our faculty, my co-workers are, are part of that group. And so 
The purpose of that day was really to have a few faculty members talk about things that have worked really well in the classroom, things that have not worked, and a solutions-focused perspective. So what we did to address the things that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was the experience or the experiences that you focused on? Uh, the yeah. challenges. <laughs> the challenges. Me, some of the challenges. It was it was really great being a part of that panel because not only did I get to share the things that have not worked for me, but I got to learn from my my coworkers and hear other experiences. So for me, um, uh, one of the challenges I spoke about was just um, I think there's an assumption that we have all the answers as as professors or teachers, right. right? And when students ask us things or ideas or have questions and we don't know the answer. I think there's a lot of, for many of us, there could be some trepidation about saying you don't know. And so one of the things I did learn really early in my teaching career, particularly here at Humber, because I've been here now almost eight years, was when you go into the classroom and you just kind of launch into the topic of the day or whatever the lecture is, it can be a bit jarring for students, particularly with the courses I teach. We talk about some really hard-hitting and some controversial topics. We talk about transphobia. We talk about homophobia. We talk about racism and sexism, Islamophobia. Um, And so those are topics, theoretical and practical, that I believe you have to ease into. Mm-hmm. And my early years teaching here, I you know, I was so excited and really gung-ho and I would go in and say, okay, today we're going to talk about, I don't know, Islamophobia. And I just kind of launch in. And it would be a bit jarring for students. Sure. So I learned, one of the things I learned is I do something that's called a check-in and it really is for the first 10 or 15 minutes of the class. We talk about anything. It could be like what we ate on the weekend. It could be a movie we saw. It can be something that's in the news. It can literally be anything, and it doesn't have to be related to the course. And I found that it just kind of eases students into relaxing a little bit before we tackle the Mm -hmm. topic or the lecture of the day. And I also find it's a nice time to talk about things that are important, but that might not necessarily fit into my course. Right. Right? So we can talk about, um, like, for example... Uh, my uh, my ethics course. Well, I was going to say we talked about Trump, which is probably an ethical <laughs> issue, but it wasn't directly related to the topic. I don't see how day. Trump relates to ethics, ethics at all. Um, There's no connection there. But when I remember, like when he got elected, I was like, I want to talk about the impact and what his election meant. And our check-in was a really good time to be like, hey, what do you folks think about this? Like from a Canadian perspective or whatever. So it's I, I learned to do that over the years, and I think it works really. Um, it's worked really well. And can you think of a specific incident where you? Th- through people into a discussion maybe they were not ready, ready for, for. <laughs> or that you weren't ready for or um, that you that got out of hand you yeah know? I can I can think of I, I don't know if it's an incident I can definitely think of a topic for sure mm. um, because my teaching pedagogy is very much uh, grounded through an equity lens very much grounded in equity lens um, and because so much of my work is around applied social justice inside of the classroom as outside and as well as outside I can def I would definitely say when we start talking about racism that is a topic that people just and particularly anti-black racism I think that is a topic that folks are just uncomfortable talking about mm-hmm. um, and so I can definitely think in the earlier years when I would go in and talk about okay so this is what racism looks like and you know I know our classroom looks like the United Nations and that's great and you know this is a great country and however there are all these other things that happen that we don't talk about and it just the students just weren't ready. They just were not ready. They hadn't had those conversations. They still were not 
open to having those conversations. They didn't know how to have those conversations because they'd never kind of had poignant conversations about race mm-hmm. and what it looks like in Canada. And so when I would start to contextualize it, well, hey, let's look at like Japanese internment camps here or let's look at like the Chinese head tax or like indigenous folks. And then folks were like, just they didn't know what to do with it, right? Because right? they just right. didn't have the context or the framework for it, right? So I would say that that definitely is still... Um, a challenging topic to talk about. Another really challenging topic is in my my institutional correctional practices course, the jails and prisons course, where I talked to you about. And um, when I I have a whole section, a whole lecture on transphobia and trans prisoners, and students are just not. They don't understand. They're not open. Um, some are, I shouldn't say as a homogenous group, they're not. But I think by and large, most are just not comfortable talking about trans-related right. issues. So it's really um, trying to get them to wrap their head around like equity and rights and like the the problematics of like incarceration for folks who identify as trans and what this could look like. So just those topics that they're not comfortable mm-hmm. having conversations about, right? Right, right. And really right. trying to um, make it relational to what their experience not even their experience, to make it relational to what their jobs could look like post-graduation because we're, we're a community justice program. So I'm like, you know, the likelihood is you're going to have clients or you're going to work with folks who don't look like you or have a different, you know, sexual orientation or whatever have you. So we have to learn to walk, to learn in and across difference, right? In mm-hmm. an equitable manner, right? Right, right. Like that, that supports human rights and like our charter rights. And sometimes that's hard for them. Well, it, it, it makes me think though, I mean... Some professors who may be listening to this may be thinking like, well, I'm not touching that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch anything like that in my class because mm-hmm. it will go off the deep end. Yeah. It will, this discussion will get yes. away from me. Do you think Do you think teachers maybe should shy away from those topics till they're ready? Or do you think that it's good to take risks and kind of find out where... What the weather's what like the in their class, yeah. what the what the I comfort level is. That's such a great question, Nathan, because we've had so many discussions um, at the faculty level, and I think we're starting to have those discussions at an institutional level about, you know, how do you teach from an equitable lens if you're not comfortable yourself, right? So, I mean, a lot of the discussions is like, how do you teach? How do you answer a question around race? as a white person with privilege if you've never really thought about it, right? And so my response to your question would be, um, I think inequity uh, and things that are uncomfortable should always be addressed in the classroom. And that leads me to think about, you know, it's okay to say we don't know and I don't have the answers, right? I think students appreciate that level of humanity when it's brought into the classroom. I think um, there also are not enough supports for faculty that are struggling around some sort of like some of the equitable issues, right? That are very much um, that are very much part of our society and very much a reflection of our student body, right? So I think, and so the easy thing is to kind of be like, oh, like we get uncomfortable, we don't address it, but then the students are left feeling like they're they were invalidated or their um, their question or whatever their comment was negated, right? And I think that's worse than actually just kind of confronting, saying, you know what? I don't have that lens. Um, I appreciate your question. And here's what I'm going to do to try and here's what we're going to do as a class to try and find out or figure out. Right. I think we do a greater disservice when we gloss over things and kind of, as you said, don't check the weather or the temperature mm-hmm. in the classroom. And it's difficult. Like equity issues are challenging. Mm-hmm. Right. It is. And so I I can appreciate when folks say, you know, I'm not comfortable talking about race because I, it's not my learned field. 
I can appreciate that. I can understand that. And if you're willing to work around allyship and equity, then that's a good thing. I think it's harder when it's like, I'm uncomfortable about it, so I'm not going to address it at all. Right. Right. Because the students have to, they don't have a choice because some of them live that experience. Mm-hmm. So for some of them, they're right in the middle, of it. Right they, in the middle yeah. of it, right? And so I do think we have a responsibility as educators to, to do that work. I really think we do. And there's probably a point at which not addressing uncomfortable issues is is a way of addressing them. You're addressing them in the By negative. Not, yeah, right, you're right, exactly. leaving them out. Is you're, you're, leaving, you're saying like, right. this is all uncomfortable. We're just going to leave it out of our entire that. class. Yeah, which probably yeah. feels very artificial. Feels mm-hmm. very uh, mm-hmm. problematic in itself. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel that there should be? Um, I mean, there are lots of workshops. There are lots mm-hmm. of, you know, guest lecturers at mm-hmm. Humber that, and there are lots of opportunities for yeah. faculty to kind of. You know, like, yeah, educate, educate themselves on those sure. issues and become sure. more comfortable. Yeah. Do you feel that's something that should be ramped up, or there should, or or is it that faculty should take more advantage of those, of those opportunities? Things? Yeah. So here's the interesting thing. I think Humber is because um, we have the Equity and Diversity ta- uh, EDI, the e- Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Task Force here at Humber, and I think they've been doing and have done incredible work. We have a very um, committed, I believe, human rights um, office and a committed dean and a principal. I really do. Um, but here's the thing, right? If you don't want to do the work, right? Because you can't mandate someone to to teach equity, right? Like you. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to do the work as an educator, I think that's where you kind of get this fissure, right? It's like folks aren't comfortable, so then they don't want to do it, or maybe they feel it's not applicable to what they're teaching, and they don't go to the workshops, right? The workshops are there. The speakers are coming, right? So I think on the institutional level, I think the pieces are being put in place, right? On the individual level, in terms of our responsibility, you can't force folks to do what they don't want to do, right? But that also is the is part of what perpetuates mm-hmm. the, the problem around lack of equity, right? Yeah. And so... As educators, I really believe in the promise of pedagogy. I really believe that you can educate in a way for social change, and then in a reciprocal manner, we too get so much back from our students when we are willing to be a little vulnerable in the classroom. I really think we do get so much back from them, um, just as much as we can impart on them. Right. Yeah. And probably being vulnerable in the classroom is one of the more difficult things. But way more difficult. (laughs) Way more difficult. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on Nextcast. Thank you for having me. Having this discussion. Yeah. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate the time. This episode of NextCast was edited by Kristen Valois for Humber Press. To listen to previous episodes of NextCast and to read issues of the magazine, go to humberpress.com. You can also find free downloadable transcripts of every NextCast episode at humberpress.com. To suggest stories for future episodes of NextCast or to just let us know what you think, email humberpress at humber.ca. That's humberpress, all one word, at humber.ca. Thanks and see you next time. That is still not a pun.